Storygram Network. Hey, Gerardo. How are you? Pretty good. Hey, you know about the subscription? How does it work? That's a good question. So subscription to the Sonoma Community Center podcast means really no commitment on your side. What came up, I was thinking about this a long time ago, is people typically tend to think that a subscription means that you have to pay for something or we're capturing an email or information like that. But that's simply not the case. So you mean I can just click it and just watch your videos and I don't have to pay any money? And you don't have to pay any money. Wow. Subscribing merely means that when the next time we have an episode, it will pop up wherever you're listening to episodes, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. And what that means is it really just supports us and lets us know that we have listeners out there besides just downloading the podcast. So and it's just not subscribing. It's also liking it, right? Liking it. But really, that subscribe button means that we know that there's listeners out there. Perfect. I don't know if you've had this, but I have people that come up to me and say, hey, I listen to it. I do. I do. But I translating have. that into the subscribe button means that you're supporting the Community Center podcast, the artists, and everybody that comes through here and shares their story that we are always excited to share about. Well, you guys are listening. Subscribe, please. Yep. Boop, Make boop. our life easier <laughs> and we want to become popular. <laughs> Famous. All right. <laughs> Subscribe away. Hello, we are the Sonoma Community Center podcast, a place of creativity, connection, and community. We highlight the artists, teachers, and the community that come through the doors of our historic brick building, often called the heart of Sonoma. We share local tips and shout outs to our home, Sonoma Valley. And we are your host, Molly Spencer. Gerardo Diaz. We are the engagement team of the Sonoma Community Center. Welcome back to the Sonoma Community Center podcast. This is Molly Spencer. And Gerardo Diaz. And we are here on this lovely Thursday morning. And I think we're actually about to kick off summer. What is it? It's finally like June 29th or something. It's supposed uh, to get real warm. Yeah. I think tomorrow is going to be super hot. Yeah. And can't it's wait. It's kicking in. I guess we're catching up with the, the rest of the country. <laughs> I was kind of liking the cool weather, getting the vibes yeah, from like, like cool coastal vibes. And, you know, and now it's like it's on and it doesn't stop until You're November. You're sweat tomorrow, <laughs> you know. Bust out the fans. I'm looking at my notebooks now, looking to see uh, one of my friends has a pool. I'm oh, like, oh right, this is this when you make pool. pool friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so, when I start calling my old friends. You know? Oh, yeah. I beat the heat. I joined the pool. Yeah, I yeah, po- yeah. joined the big pool. Yeah, my, I think one of my friends the other day, I was talking to him. He's like, hey, you know, anytime you guys want to come over, I have a pool. I'm like, you have a pool? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, all righty then. They must have just got that pool because from my experience, people that got their houses and pools, they're like, come over, a pool summer. And then every summer after that, it's been like crickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's on and we're back here at the community center and... Boy, you know, Gerardo, I'm really pushing for some air conditioning in our... Oh, yeah. <sighs> Why? It's like a sauna when you go in the, in it's the office, It's an old man. building, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
what did it used to be? So our office used to be kind of part of the gym, I think, when it was the grammar school. <laughs> no wonder it smelled school. like sweat in there. <laughs> it's always kind of had that gym gym feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I still have your fan that you gave me, though, the little tiny Good. air cooler. I, you know? I know. I turned on my fan, too. I know Josh doesn't like it because every time I turn it on, I was like... <laughs> I know. It's like my a two, jet's in my there. Ball. <laughs> Over in the corner. Oh, yeah. Hey, I got the solution. Air yeah. conditioning. I know. <laughs> Come on, people. Come and donate an air conditioner. Okay. Heating and cooling. <laughs> okay. So we're here in summertime and we have Taria gross with us. Taria. Hello. Oh, hi. What's happening? Well, you know, just chilling, enjoying being in the piano room. <laughs> <laughs> the piano room. Yes. We record in the music room and it's quite entertaining, isn't it? Lots yeah. of things to look at. So Taria here is with us for the summer, which is kind of exciting. And I'm just going to kind of read off of your bio, but at the same time, there's lots more than the bio. So you're a ceramic artist currently, yes, and you're based out of Taos, right? Taos, New New Mexico. Mexico, Yeah. I've been there for like two years now. Excellent. And let's see, your work is inspired. I'm just going off of this bio. You're going to tell the story better than I can. By the ceramics she was exposed to in Mexico. I do know that you were born and raised there. Am I correct? Yes, I was. Yeah. yeah. And by the experience of living in a craft community in upstate New York, where your brushwork developed by learning folk art Turkish motifs taught by an older Turkish man by your travels yeah, and residencies. Correct, yeah. Definitely can't wait to touch on that because your work is amazing. Inspiration for surface and firing techniques are often based on pieces you see in museums, whether consciously or unconsciously. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And just feeling a deep connection to shapes and surfaces can draw attention to the human touch and craftsmanship in a world where we discard our single use objects, which I totally agree. You want your work to really kind of speak and help slow down people's lives and enjoy the moment, right? Correct. Yeah, I would love that. So important. I had an aunt one time tell me like, you know, you just kind of go through life until I worked here and kind of got exposed to ceramics and started getting all these crazy bowls. Every morning there's a different bowl or a cup by a different artist. And I love that experience because it's it's how you're feeling. Who who are you going to have that day? Am I going to have my Taria cup with me? Because it's a different feeling than having like a Naomi Campbell or Sam or whatever it is. You know, every handle is a little different. And you're here at the community center for the summer, right? And you're teaching Correct, a few. Yeah. I'm teaching a bunch of classes. I just started almost halfway through my wheel and surface decoration class. That's an eight week class. And it's on Tuesday nights here at the center from six to nine. And I'm really excited to see what we are going to be making in the next half of the class. Yeah. And then this Friday, I'm teaching a two day glaze 101 class. So always I, needed. Yeah. Right. I, and if, for those of you who don't understand, glaze is just the last layer that you put on your piece before firing. Basically, it's glass that melts and seals your cup. Got it. Okay. So let's just launch right into it your style. So people kind of have a visual since we're listening. First of all, where can you go see your work? Because it's amazing. And then maybe wrap your brain around kind of, you do have a unique style and I love it. (laughs) So you can find me mostly on the gram. I'm pretty active there. So if you want to know more about me and like, I'm usually there every day. So if you want to just shoot me a message, if you have any questions, I do have a website, but my Instagram handle is Taria that grows. 
And um, for those of you who are spelling purposes, just go pop on to the podcast and you'll see my name. <laughs> yeah. And you are active on the gram, which made my job really easy to find a little <laughs> dirt, even though I've been following you for years and know you. So I do know your stories, but my favorites besides looking at your beautiful work is that you share a lot about your family. Oh you yeah, know? yeah. And I want to have a wonderful story. So you were born and raised in Mexico. Mexico? Yeah. Mexico city. And all my mom's part of the family is from Mexico city. And then my dad's from Maryland, Maryland, I suppose. Mar- Maryland. <laughs> Maryland. <laughs> and yeah, I was raised by two musician parents and they had four kids and we were homeschooled. Because they're musicians, we were really into the arts. It was really important for them to really push that. And so I've always known that that was going to be my path. (laughs) Yeah, a big part of life. In one way or another. Was your mom also? Bomb. Your bomb mom. Was she from Mexico City? Yeah, she's from Mexico City. And actually, we were were all raised in Colima. So that's on the west side of the country, on the Pacific coast. It's a coastal town. It's a very small town. Yeah, where are you in the lineup of your brothers and sisters? So I'm the third of four, four. Mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm the uh, youngest of the women, and my brother's the youngest. Wow, okay. That's like a flip-flop of my family. I have oh, three yeah, brothers, yeah, yeah. but oh, they're yeah. all younger, yeah. Cool. Exactly. I'm just so curious. Your dad was like on a music tour. First of all, what kind of musical instrument, or oh, yeah, what's yeah. his... So my mom studied to be a um, concert, like pianist, classical Player. And um, my father got his master's in, or doctorate, I should say, in um, music. He's a composer. Both kind of did more, not so much jazz at first, but they were doing a lot of experimental, I would say, or contemporary music, which basically means strange kind of music. Yeah. <laughs> but they met in New Orleans because that's where my mom's grandmother was living and she was taking care of her. And that's where my father met my mom. So, yeah. Different country, yeah. start a family. Exactly. I love it. I yeah. love it. Are you guys kind of 80s children born yes. in the 80s? Yeah, All right. Because yeah. it's, it's like a 70s story, really. It's like yeah. a throwback from, you know, oh, that's just right. living, yeah. on, living on the loose like that. But I just realized that it's this year, it's going to be 20 years that I've been in the U.S. And like I mostly lived in New York, upstate New York, and went yeah. to um, college in New York City for fashion, actually. I <laughs> do know that. Yeah, let's go that route. You know, I love that part. And we'll get to the upstate New York part. Did you go to New York City first? No. So we had friends at this craft community in upstate New York, really close to Rochester. It's the Finger Lakes region. So What's the name of it? Of Rochester Full Car Guild. Okay. My family's in that area. So I'm familiar with the Finger Lakes and the Rochester. And And that's how it came out here, actually, because of Kayla, because she's from New York. I wonder. There's always a connection. Exactly. Of... And okay. Kayla used to be the director at the yeah. Community Center. Oh, that's awesome. I think next year when I go there, because I've never been to where you're talking about. Oh, yeah. yeah. But Definitely check it out. Yeah, exactly. So we, when you were there, was it just always you were taking a bunch of different things? How, yeah. What ceramics spoke to you or has it always kind of been a little, that's little a bit good of story. everything? You know? <laughs> I was just telling my students. So I originally went to live there because they had a really awesome sewing department and I was like convinced that my path was like fashion. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I can make my own clothes and like it's always available, this studio. But what turned out to be the case was that the people that ran the sewing this department were not full-time people and I was living and working there and the pottery was 
the person that was running it lived and worked there and she was very serious about it. And so I was drawn to that seriousness to like really be focused and like, it's not like a part-time thing. It's like what you do. Yeah. So that's, well, that's a big community up there, yeah, right? What's, yeah. what's the school? Uh, the Kayla? Rochester Folk Art Guild. Where did Kayla go to? Because it's a big... No, uh, she went to Alfred, I believe, or something like that. Yeah. So, and Alfred is like the place to go to for ceramics. But yeah, I didn't go there, but it's right, pretty right. close. Yeah. But still, that community up there seems really serious and a lot of great artists yeah. come out of there, you know, so, that yeah. have since migrated out here usually, you know. <laughs> wow. So you had a little detour into fashion, fashion. as well yeah. in New York City. Mm-hmm. Was it always clothes? Was it upcycling? What was kind of the vibe? So I applied to a bunch of different schools. I applied to FIT and I checked out FIT. When I went there, I realized that it was enormous and I didn't really love the fact that it was so big and I felt like you were kind of a number in there. So I really was pushing for Parsons, the new school of design. And when I got in there, I actually only did two years. I didn't finish because... I kind of got really scared of all the loans, the student loans that I was piling up. And then some other people that were ahead of me were like complaining about how much student debt they were getting from that. And they were like super scared that they were going to not be able to pay that back. And that was like 2008 when like the crash happened. And I was, yeah, getting really nervous about all of that. And I was like, what if I end up finishing school and let no Rightly so. You're thinking, especially into a field that's, very saturated and competitive and you know yeah yeah yeah. you're (laughs) like so then "Hmm." i was like oh it's an emergency i should just get out of here and so i did and then went back upstate new york i also was in a relationship with somebody there so it made sense to go back up there so i went back and then i was like okay fine i'm gonna be serious about ceramics and that's how it all started are you throwing the wheel? Is oh, yeah. that really manually well, your thing or are you hand builder too? No, the first time around when I was doing ceramics, I was just, you know, filling up my hours because at this craft community, you were able to like try different crafts. So there was like the graphic studio, which I was pretty active in. And I was doing a lot of cards and flower pressing because that was yeah. like their thing. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> we used to do so, that when we were young. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like that their level. jam. Yeah. But I didn't really like ceramics. I was mostly decorating a lot of the pottery that my mentor was making. And then I was making a lot of tiles because that was like a big seller. And all the work that we make there, it was all like functional. And then their thing was basically creating like a mall full of handmade work. Okay. And it was all really good quality. So that's one of the reasons why I stayed there too. I was like, oh, this is they really know how to work well. Is that when you kind of learned... Not only were you studying what it is, but I notice when you're here, you're super prolific. Like you, you right now are selling at a lot of markets and oh, that yeah, sort yeah. of thing, right? Yeah. and I should, It just seems like you really bust out the work. Yeah. And it's nice, you well, know? Well, yeah, I definitely, it was really important to do, you call that, I guess, a uh, production potter sort yeah. of style. I don't know. I think as a maker, it's really good to be making a lot of something so then you can find your voice. At least that was my and so like when I teach in, in classes I always have my students do a series of one object and that way you have more creative freedom also when when you're you know trying to test out surface design and whatever you have better chances of like testing. I find that interesting here especially like at a ceramic school to see people to kind of start maybe they're just learning but as they graduate a couple of years later blah 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 they do find their kind of own style, yeah, you know, for sure. Which you, 
How did you luck into doing the beautiful Turkish brushwork that you... Well, that I, you're known for. <laughs> I think I was influenced by growing up in Mexico, really, and seeing what's called Talavera, which is all the brushwork decoration that you see all over the place. So you see it in really close to where I was raised. There's a tradition in Jalisco. Um, actually, I'm forgetting the name of the town. But then there's also in Puebla, and it's all, I mean, it's yeah. obviously came from Spain. It's the blue and white brushwork decoration. The motifs that you see in folk art usually are birds and the thick and thin brushstrokes that you see. Yeah. But you see that across the globe too. You see that in the Delft in Holland, I believe. And then Mm -hmm. old folk art pottery in the U.S., China. Yeah, I was going to say, it's interesting that kind of has this basis in blue and white. Like, as you said, I I see that a lot. And yeah. And Amsterdam and China, yeah. yeah, and Portugal and China, Italy, yeah, in the back. So, yeah, it's really hit your style. Yeah, and then you have these great shapes as well. Like your cups are what I find nice in a cup. We're really going into it now. This is ceramics. <laughs> I'm gonna call it ceramics nerd stuff. But yeah. the feeling of the cup, you know, it's like a light handle. It's not too heavy, but it does feel sturdy enough where it's not gonna. Oh, thanks, just, Molly. You know, break. <laughs> So how long are you going to be here for? I'm going to be here till my class is done, my eight-week class. So that's mid-August. Mid-August. Oh, and I should plug in. If you want a chance to get to see my pottery in person, you should definitely come to a few shows that I'm going to be having, pop-up shows in San Francisco. There's one coming up on July 8th. Ooh, it might just be hitting it when this comes out. So listen immediately. So do you live (laughs) local now? No, I don't. I mean, I am in Petaluma right now. I am. Yeah. How long are you going to be in California around this area? Until Until August and then then you leave. And then I go back to Taos, New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, When are you going to come and do a, like a Spanish ceramic class? That's what we're always looking. Well, I heard that Luis was doing that. Luis is really? doing something different than oh, is it? what you're doing. I oh, the, you mean the brushwork? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd love to teach a class. That I mean, let me know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got to come back. Yeah. So, so you're going back to Taos, right? But yeah. you came several years. You said you came from Kayla, like yeah. directly from New York. So I ran into Kayla at Ensika, I believe. It was one of those like ceramics. And Ensika is like, break it down for us. It's a ceramics <laughs> conference. It's kind of a... It's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's <laughs> where all the big cheeses meet and talk about their techniques and come to exchange ideas. <laughs> but anyway, I yeah. so I ran into Kayla and then she was talking to me and I was talking to her about how I wanted to do a residency with Forrest Middleton, which is yeah. an awesome pattern in Petaluma. I've always loved his screen printing for ceramics process and I really wanted to learn that. So I talked to Kayla about it and Kayla, I guess, thought about it and she said, you know, you should come to Sonoma first and meet Forrest because I hadn't really met him in person. Yeah, Forrest was here before oh, yes. Kayla he was and one, yeah. he's really started the Ceramics Artists in Residency program. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. Yeah, so. and he, I think, I believe he was the one that also recommended Kayla to the presenter. Uh, thank you, Forrest. Yeah. Kayla's great. She's thriving on her own as well. So we love Kayla. Yeah. But anyway, so Kayla was the one that told me, you know, we also have an opening because that was 2018 and Claire Thibadu was going to be the resident here. That's right. Um, Uh But she didn't need housing. So she was like, we have a studio apartment open. And if you wanted to, you could come for one month and like do a hundred bowls for our chili bowl fundraiser. Bust the bowls. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds like an awesome You're idea. all easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and that's what I want. I think Luis is teaching the kids. 
And I think I want somebody for like adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like balls, really colorful, well, Mexican style. If like there's pozole. an opening, let me know. I would love to. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, gotta talk I, to, I think you guys um, are creating something here. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. let's bump that up for your next time maybe that you're we'll, coming through uh, California. I'll do a exactly. class on pozole and then you guys can make the balls. Oh. Yeah, maybe in August. Or I could do like a two-day or something. I like this two-day yeah. thing. Okay. I'll have to talk to Meg. Yeah, let's talk to Meg. Yeah. With yeah, yeah, pasole yeah. and... Oh, yeah. That'd be nice. I want to take that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Okay, so you might have missed the July 8th by the time you oh, listen yeah. to this, but get tuned onto this possible workshop happening in exactly. August. Yeah. And then do you have more as oh, well yeah. happening? I think, I believe Plug I em. have another show coming up on July 15th. Actually, the one that I know for sure, it's... She's busting out um, her phone, folks. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> it's good to bust out the phone and get the correct dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know? Even, uh, even Takeshi's even Takeshi, Takeshi. <laughs> I, Although, Gerardo has not thrown in a fun fact for Takeshi to go look up lately. <laughs> Usually, he busts out these, like, Caesar salad dressing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my favorite. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, all right. So here's another date, you guys. You uh-huh. should come see me July 29th and 30th. That's a two-day, Saturday, Sunday, 12 to 5 on Sunday Market is the name of the... I think it's a shop, actually, in San Francisco. I actually okay. haven't been there yet, but they're pretty yeah. cool people. And I'm going to be there with another person making hats. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So busting out the fashion. So we're talking hats. What style of hat? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Like a, a little fascinator, maybe hmm, inspired by whatever. I'm not going to be making the hats. It's somebody else. <laughs> Are you going to paint motifs on them? Uh, no, actually, that's a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> Wait, Sidewinder too, to the fashion, to everything. Because you're based in music, you, you do play piano. I do, Were you actually. raised heavily in, yes. in playing some kind of instrument? You, you yeah. kind of like, yes, you know, <laughs> like the parents that are super, like my daughter in ballet, she's all, never. Yeah, yeah I, I see her sitting here and she's like moving her fingers. Like this. <laughs> oh my God, and she wants to play the piano. Really? You know? <laughs> oh yeah. Making the parents proud. Yeah. That's about the extent of my piano. <laughs> So exactly. your mom is from Mexico City? Yeah, my mom Like is Mexico from- City, huh? Exactly, yeah. Wow. You're from Mexico, right? I'm from Mazatlan. Mazatlan. Insane. That's where my uncle lives. Oh, no way. Yeah. It's a good place to retire. Yeah, that's exactly where you Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you got the beach right there, you know? Yeah. So, you know, live like a king there. Is that your retirement plan? It's actually, there's an island where I live. You can swim through the island oh, or you can oh, really? take a little boat. And you pay like 20 pesos and they take you across. Or you can drive like an hour to get there. So that island is beautiful. It's called Isla de la Piedra, which means it's Stone Island. And it just has mangoes and coconut trees and guava trees everywhere. Have you you been? No. My mom says when she was young with her brothers and stuff, they used to swim. They didn't pay. They just swam. How how long is the swim? It's it's maybe like a block. Okay, okay. It's not, not so that long. Far at all. No, it's not. But it has a lot of current because the ocean. Yeah. Ah, so it's just, yeah. Can you surf it's in good. a wave? Kind of? <laughs> no, Does it have there. a beach, beach <laughs> break? But, okay. But the place is beautiful there. Yeah. But the only way that you can buy land is that you have to be born there. Ah. Can you? No. So you? But I have uncles that live there. So Were you born there or no? I was born in Mazatlan. So okay. like so in, the, oh, in, the, in the island, in you, the have island you had born. to be born yeah. in the island oh, to really? buy land. Yep. To own land there. How big and they is the did, island? They, this big. But they do it because <laughs> they don't want people to buy hotels because they yeah. want to keep it really simple. That's so awesome. what you do is uh, you go over there 
and you sit in these palapas, these uh, made of uh, like palms and stuff, and you sit there and you order a fish. So the fishermen go out there, get the fish fresh, and they cook it right in front of you. Nice. It's delicious. This is your. This That's is your what dream. I want. I, I want to be like yeah. sandals, shorts, and just like sit there <laughs> with fish, relax. <laughs> yeah. You know? so, really can we nice. swim over and visit? Can yeah, I you guys swim can over swim and visit? and visit. You know, you <laughs> just spend twenty pesos. It's easier, but it's no really way. cool. I'm swimming now, it's so really, I'm ready. <laughs> it, it's really funny because Mazatlan was short for Aslan, which it means land of the deer. That's oh. what is Mazatlan stands for. Oh really? So there's an island that is called Island of the Deer, and you go there. There's no deers. <laughs> but there's, there's a fake guy that uh, for tourists, they hire a guy so he can be walking with like like the Tablets. little antlers. Yeah. 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 No way. Yeah. It's, it's like there's calling no Bigfoot deer. Island They ate something. them all. Cool. They're gone. Wait, wow. so when did you come here? We're like 1990, I was here. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I've been here. The ever 90s. Since. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, 90s. 90s. It was nice, mm. it was yeah, nice here. It was, it, was pretty, it was pretty quiet, Sonoma, back then. Slow... We had a Kentucky Fried Chicken, you know. <laughs> there a was? Bowling, yeah. You know what that was? Alley. That was like Kenny Rogers Roasters, wasn't that, for a while? It was just hilarious. But Sonoma's definitely bustling it grew, compared you know, to... But it's, but it's nice. I, I love Sonoma. It's one of my favorite places now. If I go outside Sonoma, I always want to come back for some reason. It's just like... I yeah. don't like the traffic anymore. Like if, I if when I go to LA, I go, I do it for my kids and stuff, but it's so much traffic. And then I'm like, I'm calling back to Sonoma. I'm like, I want to go back to my town. Driving is such a thing in California. I feel like I'm always driving and 4th of July is coming and everybody's getting on the road to go somewhere. I'm like, well, really what I want to do is just stay home or like just not. Exactly. Which yeah. is funny. Didn't you, because of course on Instagram, our method of communicating, especially during COVID, didn't you go on a big road trip? Did you yes, hit the road? Yes, I did. Yeah. So my partner has a VW and like everybody else staying at home and we were like, we could just do that in the van. Is he a leather worker yeah. as well? Yeah, he's a leather okay. worker. Okay. <laughs> really cool stuff. Yeah. He's a leather worker? A leather yeah. worker. So I guess makes, I'm saying the wrong thing. He's no. a maker, right? Yeah, he's yeah. a maker. So what's he make? You make like he makes uh, bags and then harnesses and oh, no way. The harnesses are cool. I want one. Yeah, no belts. Show up on Friday. Belts. Yeah, belts. Anything leather. He's replaced like the leather on a chair too. I think he wants to do oh, no some. Way. Yeah, and pillows. Really cool. I can only imagine. How did you guys end up in Taos? Anyway, Peter right now is going no. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up in Taos because that was like a base for him because he's been on the road for a while and like he would always go to Taos and he had been going there for years. And basically it was because we found housing that was pretty affordable for ourselves. And so we're like, okay, I guess we're staying here. So, What's yeah. the weather? You know, the weather is New awesome. Mexico. It's Northern yeah. New Mexico. So it's going to be, it's cool. Cooler. It's pretty uh-huh. cool. There's no bugs, which I love <gasps> because it's like mountain town. There's a big nice. mountain there and a lot of people go there. It's known for skiing and it's really close yeah. to... Colorado, it's like only an hour away from Colorado, and you can go to Denver in five hours. Wow. Another retirement place is Wyoming. Wyoming? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, Wyoming, but the forest side, I think there's two sides of Wyoming. One is like super foresty, and then the other one's like just space. I've been to the space one. Yeah, it's a fun. It's so many more Western. Yeah. Western because yeah, like Western, Idaho yeah. and all of those places, it's just. Like goes from dry desert to just kind of 
Maybe <laughs> just driving a, over there. Just I'm a fly fisherman, there. so I heard that there's a lot of good fly fishing over there. So I'm like, well, let's I mean, go there. I mean, it's beautiful, but it, when I went there, it was for like a van event, and it was there's so many mosquitoes. It was like black. Ugh. It was horrible. Okay. <laughs> I, and I'm not a big fan of mosquitoes. So <laughs> me either. I stay away. They like me so. Oh, they do. They well, don't. in both of the climates in Mexico, like where you were, it's humid. Mosquitoes, humid. right? Humid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Humid. yeah, yeah, yeah. But for some reason, when I go camping, everybody is getting all these mosquitoes. Yeah, not me. I'm just sitting there going. Like, it must be in your jeans. Lucky. Or something. You know? Yeah, it's nice. I always got the mosquitoes too. I lived in the my south, son, so my oh, son yeah. gets that net all the way down to me. <laughs> <Yeah, me too. laughs> He's walking like this. He almost looked like the Adam family. You know the Adam family. You know that one with the whole hair. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh, it. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And his mosquito netting? Yeah, his mosquito net. Yeah. Is yeah. that you, Tria? Going to put on the net? I just, you know, don't go to those places. Yeah. yeah. Like smart. Florida. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. I know. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah we dealt with that. has awesome weather. It's like super dry. It's it like, seems like a pretty, I mean... Maybe I've just watched too many movies or anything like that, but it just seems like it's always had a hub of creativity oh, yeah, for and sure. really good support for artists. Yeah, there's a ton of potters. I'm pretty lucky. I'm looking forward to going back because I'm going to be helping out this potter that I really love his work. And he has an anagama kiln, which is an anagama kiln is a Japanese enormous wood-fired kiln. And I just helped him build it. I think it was 2021. So I'm super stoked to go back and help him with that. And yeah, there's a bunch of craft people, a lot of North Carolina people there too. And that's the makeup. New Mexico, that's the other hub. Yeah, yeah, it must be because of the natives too, no? Well, there's the natives, of- I haven't actually tapped into that. I think you'd have to know somebody and sort of to thing. Get in. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, knocking the door on that. Yeah. But it's definitely a slower I'm pretty process. sure they have like a beautiful ceramics or they do or, yeah. yeah it's very different because it's more like mexico like colorful too huh yeah it can be they have the black ware which is like pit fired and then they have the red ware and it's closer to like the way that they fire in mexico i did a residency in oaxaca and that's how Ooh. i saw oaxaca uh, yeah, they have a good food. Oaxaca is known for their food, too. Oh, my gosh. I recommend going to Oaxaca, even though everybody's like, it's a secret. It shouldn't, you know. That, that yeah. was our honeymoon. That's where Jesse and I went to. He's also a surfer, oh, nice. so oh, it's oh, really yeah. a surf trip. Wait, wait, yeah, did yeah, you yeah. go to then? To uh, you would have to say Rio Nespa. Is Nespa? Yeah. yeah oh, wow. Cool. Super respectful. So like, he must know how to surf because. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. he's surfed up here for many, many years out in the nice. coast, so. It was great. It was beautiful because I loved it that it was kind of, it's very tropical too. A couple of towns around there, Zipilite. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll be over here at the I've, nude beach. I was so excited. I did not Got make some it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I just look out, you know, he's out there surfing, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it. I'm free. He's all, oh my God, you're so so white out there. Like I'm just sunburned. Like, oh, I need was, sunglasses. Exactly. So look at you. It was Beautiful place, though. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I heard Oaxaca's pretty good. Yeah, I, I was like in Oaxaca things. City, but it, mm-hmm. yeah, I really want to go to the ocean at some point. Yeah, San Felipe, I think, was a big destination for surfers and that kind of stuff. But like the little smaller towns along the way were, yeah. were great. Cool. Yeah, good but place, I haven't Oaxaca. been to both of your places. So. Mazatlan. Oh, yeah. And Colima. <laughs> Colima. Nice. You like shrimp and all that stuff? Seafood? You know Mazatlan. I do. So Gerardo is like, 
makes the best ceviche. Yes, I've had some. Uh, Yeah, she she had the Mazatlan style ceviche. Exactly. Oh, but yeah. So traditional Mazatlan ceviche is made with carrots. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, it's carrots. It's it's, that's how they make it over there. That's traditional. But other that, we have the other one. We're not like Peru or nothing like that. Uh You know, they got the. Tres, you know, leche de tigre and stuff like that. But, uh, oh, yeah, Peruvians are pretty. Well, they're the actually the first one that invented the ceviche. Yeah. Cool. So, I wonder how you figure that out. You're all, you know what? If we just squeeze this on there, we'll yeah. live. Like, how many people, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> how many people had to seafood? die? How many to people like, had to <laughs> die until they figured out, like, you know, this there is, is the way to there, do it? It's funny because there is a fish. If you don't know a lot about ceviche, there is a fish that will kill you if you eat it. What kind? And it's the popper, the popper fish, oh, the popping fish. Well, popper? That makes sense. Yeah. 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 And, and when I was down in Mexico, there was a family who moved from Mexico City to my neighborhood. And I guess the father went fishing and didn't know about the fish and feed the family. He made like a, a stew out of this fish. A stew. A stew of fish and they all died. It, it was just the smell that got us. It it's was the smell? Well, the smell of the dead people. We didn't see them for a oh, while. So we're like, oh, oh what's God, the smell? What's sorry. the smell? <laughs> it was like the so they, went, they went and opened the door and <laughs> the whole Jeez. family, kids and everybody was just dead. And then uh, they found out that the stew that they made, the fish stew, yeah. It was from that fish. He it didn't clean in, it right. You had to clean it right. It's like the one that used to was a couple of campers up there. It wasn't abalone, but it was yeah. something not good. Yeah. You know, I like, think it's not good. This fish is, is really famous with the Japanese. You had to be yeah. like an expert to do sushi. Say, yeah. yeah. So in Mexico, we have it too. So I used to fish it all the time. And when I used to get them, like, back in the water, I don't <laughs> want to deal with you. Yeah. Although it makes a really good ceviche. Really good ceviche. But what does the. Puffer? The puffer, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you clean and it right, the meat. Okay, you can eat. Yeah, you just have to clean it well. There's oh. a there's a vein that has where it has all that. Uh, I think oh, like the poison, poison. kind of like the. So you have to strength. be a, a, an expert on it. And my my uncles they they use it all the time, but they know what to do with it. Me, well, so in other words, they would have been okay had they known. Like, yes, yeah, so if they known yeah. about the yeah. fish, they would have cleaned it well, take whatever that little vein that they had. Yeah, yeah. it would have been fine. But he didn't know, so he just cooked it. He just clean the guts and that's it and put it in the stew that's a big no-no you think about like okay sometimes i go to cook and i'm like how do you do this exactly google it like yeah. <laughs> i wonder how many lives google would have saved back in the day oh, yeah. right? so oh, thankful yeah. oh, yeah. to our ancestors that gave up their lives just to give us good ceviche so if you think about it like all these people had these to like try you had to try things to, that, to make know, sure it to works point you know yeah so. that's right well speaking of food Taria, what's your jam? Like, are there foods from your youth that you're like, oh, this, hey, this is it for me. Molly, yeah. did you spell Taos or it was tacos in the end? <laughs> did I put tacos? You put I have tacos. a whole script here. You put tacos. But it was, it was late and I wanted to taos. get out of here. Taos. So there's a lot of misspelling. It's Taos. <laughs> I know okay, you're seeing tacos. I, I, I thought you, you tried to make like tacos. The peanut celery. Like, tacos. Yeah. <laughs> tacos? Tacos where it's at? Tacos. Oh, yeah. Handmade tortillas, I would say. Yeah, it's like my favorite. That's, I that's just, the señoras in the, you know, Oaxaca in make big yeah. tortillas. But even in Mexico big, City, like... Tlacuyas, they come? Tlacuyas, yeah. yeah I've right. done. Yeah, yeah. But my favorite really are just like quesadillas. Quesadillas? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I have an uncle that he does not eat processed tortillas. He makes his own every yeah. time. Well, it makes sense. The processed ones have like, what is it, maseca? Those are not really tortillas. My my uncle comes and he's like, I'm going to make real tortillas. Where can we find real tortillas? 
It's in, in, uh, you know where you will I find it? I thought Molina made their... Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, and Molina they, makes Molina. it different, though. Yeah? They're different. They use, yeah. like... What do they use? I think they use, like, butter in their oh, stuff. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I, mean, I know. But I know that we use traditional. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of them used to use lard. Yeah, the lard really is what good. we use. But I think they're, they're trying to be a little bit more healthy, you know, yeah. tortillas. Well, that'll they're change good. the flavor don't get me wrong. for sure. They're delicious. Yeah. They're delicious. But in L.A. and San Diego, you'll find... Real mate. Yeah, they're like I wonder if San Francisco has nice some. Strong. Huh, one or two. Yeah, we should venture out into the big city. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Homemade tortilla makes a whole different thing yeah. when you're eating tacos. In Mexico, that's all you get. Homemade tortillas. What did you make with the kids in the culinary it's masa. camp? We use okay. we used the flour process already, you mm-hmm. know. But, you know, better than the ones they sell in the store. You they know? were so good. So, I like to make them once in a while. So, quesadillas. Other food along yeah, the yeah. way that you're like, this is... Well, we were raised vegetarian, unfortunately. Uh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> me too. It's a totally opposite now. I know. But. So I, because my parents were like, you know, kind of hippie. So yeah. They yeah. were really into like making their own meats made out of gluten or whatever. And I remember when we hit like puberty or whatever, we were not doing well. Our iron was really low and my mm-hmm. mom was worried that mm-hmm. so she took us to the doctor and he was like, you need to introduce meat. Yeah. <laughs> and so to this day, I still have a hard time with chicken because that was one of the first ones and i was like oh i don't like it's a bird (laughs) i go back there too because when you're raised vegetarian even though i eat meat now i don't know how to cook it well i can roast chicken (laughs) but like if you ask me to make half the meals that you make hard or sometimes it's not like yeah just gonna have a quesadilla because you know like i i get that taste buds because it's um, it's funny because but I the, do vegetables well. The meat, <laughs> yeah. the meat in Mexico, or I don't know, in some other countries, but the meat in Mexico is so different from the meat here, because in Mexico there's not like a big farm like you guys have here. They oh, have yeah. to raise all these cattle, right, to, to yeah. feed everyone. So yeah. they use chemicals, whatever they use, hormones. You know, mm-hmm. Mexico they don't. I well, I guess it depends on where. I'm sure that there's places. Yeah, but in Mexico, just... if you go like in and where I'm from, is if you go to the butcher. They only have like one or two cows. That's it. For everyone. You get what you need and that's it. That's the same with cheese. Cheese is different than... It's not processed over in Europe. You're processing a different thing. My father-in-law, when he goes down there, he likes birria. So they're making birria and he loves it. So then he's like, I'm going to bring all the ingredients from over there except the meat. And then he does it here. He's like, oh, it doesn't taste the same. I'm missing (laughs) something. Is that meat? Yeah. The meat is much better down there. Doesn't have that much fat either, too. I just More like lean. To see, but, but you know, in Colima, because it's a small, it used to be a small town where I was raised, mm-hmm. and things were like that before. But I feel like the minute that we actually got Walmart and we got uh, all those can, things, yeah, yeah. and like I remember what the first time that McDonald's arrived to Colima, and like oh, yeah. I think everybody started to get overweight and everything, and like all these <laughs> things, like yeah, yeah, changed. It changed yeah. a lot, and it is still like that now. And like couldn't afford a McDonald's when I was down there with my with my wife. And when I got married, we used to go local because yeah. the burgers were like 20 pesos and then in McDonald's it was 80 pesos. And that's what I made in a day over there, 80 pesos. So yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm yeah. spending my whole day on one burger. You know, what yeah, my wife yeah. is going to eat? You know? I think they're, I mean, at the same time, were they trying to attract tourists in a way too? Because yeah. I find that's no, what I McDonald's think- do is they tap into that homesick kind of mm-hmm. feeling in all these other countries which is oh, that's true bad. Yeah. but i think it also had to be, do with like culturally colima what has all what i think it always wanted to be the u.s like they looked up to the u.s as like oh my gosh that's like 
heaven or whatever. And so mm-hmm. everybody, it's a status though. Yeah, to, go to, to go and eat at McDonald's or Burger King, it is. it's a status, yeah. to be honest. Like, yeah. And here you come and you're like, go any, anytime you want. You're like, I'm sick of McDonald's. Or like, it's also status here. Like, you don't want to go to McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, when I came here, my mom bought me a McDonald's. I thought that was the best thing ever, you know? Isn't that, was, that weird being yeah. young, especially like the way we grew up and having these you know, that was like a treat to, yes, get, it was, to it get, was. get processed food. Yep. And now exactly. it's gone this other hump and way yeah. and we're all, oh man, what would we want to do for like homemade food back yeah. on the earth that's not processed. And now you just have this processed stuff everywhere. Yeah. And it's like the opposite battle. Yeah, I it's remember. the opposite battle with my, and now, my kids. The, yeah, yeah. And, and it used to be like in Mexico, you if you go to the locally race or whatever, that was like the cheap stuff. Yeah. And now it's like now it's the all, direction of like, it's oh, it's organic or organic. organic. Yeah. <laughs> locally sourced. Yeah. 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 In the backyard. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think food is going to get interested in the future. You know, there's so we're many people. We're already there. Yeah. 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 yeah we're, we're there. It's, yeah. it's kind of scary sometimes. I think with food or with whatever or making anything, like all the problems that you see in the U.S. are kind of global. Like it's yeah. the trend. You see it everywhere. Like this thing about gentrification and all of that, that is happening everywhere in Mexico too. Oaxaca is really suffering from that. And wow. Everybody's kind of like... When I went to Oaxaca, that was 2018, I felt like it was the only place in Mexico that I've been to that really felt like Mexico. And like people in the mountains speak their own language and they don't really speak Spanish. And I was really impressed with that. And I'm and there is a movement and resentment towards anybody that's not from there. And like me as a potter, and even though I'm from Mexico, I'm like mixed or whatever. And like they would look at anybody that's from Mexico City as like an outsider. And so you kind of have to know people before you even get to be in an area where you can learn how people do their craft because they don't really welcome outsiders. So yeah. it was really hard, yeah. which was sad for me because, I, you know, I traveled and all this stuff and I like actually was trying to getting in an angle that was like more proper, but it was still difficult, which I understand. But at the same time, as a potter, it was kind of sad. <laughs> Yeah. And also being from Mexico. I know. I don't like here. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I grew up yeah. around here. It's, yeah. yeah, it's different. What feels like home now? Are you still, this feels good just kind of exploring and adventuring around? Well, it's interesting now that I've been back in California, it's been feeling like my friends and this topic about being what is home. I think yeah, that that's true. a huge one because everybody, especially nowadays, my generation travels a lot. Like a lot of us just travel for work or whatever. And having an actual home, it's like where you were raised in a way. But since for me in Colima, I I always felt like an outsider, honestly, because my parents were different and, you know, they weren't from there and being homeschooled made it worse. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of compounds the fact of like. And vegetarian. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's like a bad combination. But like my best friends were my siblings. The friends that I made that I kind of like still know were like my mom's piano students. Okay. But it was like one or two people. So whenever I go back and and our house where I grew up fell down because there was an earthquake. And like it leveled in so whenever i go back that house doesn't exist anymore so it's yeah. kind of sad so so the streets become home and like food things yeah. like that and in my travels i feel like california has become kind of a sort of home that because i traveled a lot for work so i feel like i started to know it better 
Yeah. That, so that's funny. I, I had that experience as well as going back to upstate New York. Yeah, and for sure. South Carolina and both the houses that we grew up in, same thing. Like my siblings were my friends, went to both of those houses and they were gone, right? Just oh, gone, gone leveled. <laughs> I mean, granted, the house that we grew up with was like a hundred in the seventies. Oh, wow. So okay, probably needed to be torn down. <laughs> Ours was really old too because it was like Adobe. <laughs> yeah, and I said, yeah, I'm not going to visit the places anymore that I grew up in. Yeah, <laughs> that sense of nostalgia. Yeah, well, I think people are what makes yeah home. It's what makes it feel like. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So my friends, I miss a lot of my friends that I made here, and yeah. so like. Surprisingly, it was all through the center too. So, and and that's the point. Yeah, right. That's the point of meeting people here. You're and- welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, so, <laughs> so, Tria, you're fast at work. You're doing ceramics. Are there other passions and interests and pursuits that have been swirling around in your mind that you'd like to explore? Maybe not immediately, but maybe on down the in line. The What's next? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say. I feel like teaching has been a big one. I have been teaching a lot and I've been enjoying that a lot. I didn't know that I liked that. Yeah, it's interesting, huh? I, it's, I don't always get along with people, but <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like teaching is a really good framework because uh, you kind of create your own atmosphere and like you really are investing on other people and they're very curious. And I'm just really curious about the way that people learn something, especially as a homeschooled person. It's my yeah. background. I like... I was always curious because I didn't have that feedback from classmates or a teacher telling me like, this is what you're good at or whatever. So I was like, what am I missing? Were were your parents kind of doing, everybody's doing kind of the same thing. You're all learning piano. You're all learning. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, And I mean, it's different. That's how things were really taught back then. There wasn't really individualized like, oh, this person is more of a tactile learner and this person's more of an audio learner or something yeah. like that. She just had her hands full. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, yeah. I understand. It, it was like that in South Carolina, even not though... Not easy. We, yeah, we went to school, but we were best friends in a community that had a lot of homeschoolers. Oh, cool. And yeah, one of the families I remember, nine kids in there. Wow. And they're, <laughs> yeah, anyway, it was cool. I mean, I always go back and forth myself. COVID gave me a little touch of that and I was all... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think that's a lot, how a lot of people felt. Exactly. I can teach them dance and that's super fun. I like being with them for a while, yeah, but then yeah, yeah. I struggle like other people. If you're not fully yeah. invested and interested in it, it's, I'm all, we're learning math together because mom <laughs> did not finish math. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it turns out she's teaching me math because she's way better. I'm all, can you tell yeah. me how to do a Google spreadsheet Well, then it was probably better? good for you too. It was, it was actually. And, it was only like that for a little while at the yeah. beginning of COVID. And then we had a pod and everybody kind of brought their own. Some girls were better and the other girls, like she'd have a breakdown. Just learning online was like horrible for her. So taught me how to like breathe. I'm, a, I'm meditating. I'll teach you how to breathe through it. You yeah. know? <laughs> like, so we all learned a little something. Yeah. I know. And now the struggle back. was real then. Yeah. 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 I had to deal with my kids. <laughs> I had to talk to them, you know, oh. like, come on. They want their full meal. They want breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I'm like, what is this? Gerardo. (laughs) I I was still working here. We were just on videos. Everything just transitioned to video and social media. I was doing the social media at that time, which I'm thankful. It really took like a year of decompressing 
from not doing the community center social media because what I was doing is going home and doing social media. When I started coming back, I just found it was tapped. Now I have a really hard time just posting for like trash dinner myself, but it's a tool and it's definitely part of the community now, not just here, but it's expanded. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Tria, when can we get you to come down and throw some wheel lessons at the farmer's market? Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My classes on Tuesdays though. Oh man. I could do one like half an hour before. What time is your class? It's at six. So it starts at five. So I could do like a half an hour Five to five thirty, and then get ready for my class. Are you like uh, uh, signing up for that, or then we oh. can throw in your daughter? Wait, yeah, wait, wait! wait. This next week, are you? Guys We're not doing it no, next no. week. Oh, it's it's Fourth uh, of July, so we'll oh, be we in a parade. parade. Yeah, we can choose the bubbles. Oh yeah! So Hereto made the simplest and most funnest. Because we're always like, okay, what can we do for activities? I'm not super, I mean, I can be certain artistic pursuits, but he brought bubbles that you just take yeah, basically yeah. chenilles or what do you call them? Pipe cleaners. Yeah, pipe cleaners. And you just make oh, your to own make shape. Oh, nice. yeah, 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 that's yeah, a good yeah. idea. And they love them. I mean, two hours into it, they're slipping and sliding <laughs> all over the place, but you oh, know. Oh, you remember that kid? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the kids there was that. a kid. Who we saw, he was doing the worm in the grass. He was the scra- worm? The worm. Yeah. Like the dance worm, you know? But he yeah. was like scraping. He looked almost looked like a caterpillar like this, you know? <laughs> he scraping doing his head, full swing. his face in the grass. And we're like, what's going on? And I guess he got too much uh, soap on his face. So it was yeah. like burning his Her- eyes. And stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> he has like a bucket of water. Yeah, and then yeah. the other kid's like, oh, no, you just get, then you get in your eyes, just yeah, go over and splash yeah, it on yeah. your face. And it was funny. That it was, was funny. That was quite fun. Yeah, yeah. That's a good summer experience. But <laughs> what they really love is the wheel. The wheel. They love the pottery. Sounds like yeah. you the really wheel. liked it. <laughs> that well. I like the bicycle part. What do you yeah, call yeah, it? Cardio yeah. and the cardio. ceramics? Yeah, we charge five dollars for people that going on. <laughs> no, like, we come on. What? No, 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 no. You know, you get one get... person on the wheel. They don't really know it, but powering the battery. So, but most kids think that that's what's making the wheel go around. Oh, Eventually, I but I think in their heads, they should definitely like, make a story about that and uh, post it I, on the stories. And I always like to idea. like screw with the parents. I was uh, yeah. when they're doing the activity, the kids, and I go, okay, I forgot to tell you that we charge five dollars per bubble, and your and your kid only has like a hundred bubbles now, and they're like, what? I'm like, nah, just that'll don't. take care of that babysitting. <laughs> no, nah, we have some regular kids yeah, too that do. come back. I have there's a, the same kid that was doing the work. Oh uh, yeah, he came was back there, this yeah. week, and we had taken Maggie's dad is a farmer and had okay. gourds, and so we just had them decorating gourds and spinning and that kind of stuff. He's all <laughs> marking. Then he walked off. Was like. I'm like, you got another buddy? Walked off with like 12, as many that could just he fit in his arms him. together, yeah. right? I'm like, go for it. <laughs> go Wait, for it. I mean, I remember doing that a few times when I was living here. So yeah. is that for just to promote the certain Classes center? Yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's really, there's a presence. I, I know at that point, I don't know if you knew this too, Gerardo, usually our ceramics artists in residence, that was part of the deal is that they worked the farmer's market. Is it still or not anymore? (laughs) Well, somewhere along the way, I'm thinking COVID maybe. And then the next team that kind of came in, because we just got back to doing the outreach ones last year. Okay. So now always looking for like volunteers and artists and that kind of stuff that don't mind spending a few hours down there, maybe promoting their classes. I'd love to get like a painter down there. Oh yeah. Different things for the kids to try out. And also there was a person. yeah, Yeah, there was a person in my class that came because of that. 
Really? Yeah. It's working. You hear yeah. that? You yep, hear that, yep, board yep, of directors? Bit, it's yeah. working. You yeah, never yeah. really know. You yeah, know? I mean, I would love to go. It's just some, yeah, it, yeah. like half but an hour afterwards. before. Yeah. You know, uh, no, I'm just there for the fruit. Because you're leaving to do festival. Yeah, yeah. I'm else. just there for the fruit, to be honest. It's the only time the I get my fruit. Heredo, I have a story to share with you. So this guy, everybody always coming by, giving him fruit. Giving him things, right? I don't know what I am. I can barely like, scrape up a glass of water. And then they give me like those, what's that called? Liquid death liquid water, death right? Water. And it, it looks like a, a main beer. can of like beer. beer. Yeah. So I'm over there like doing crafts with the kids and I'm all, I swear it's water, parents, you know? <laughs> anyway, I got free beets from the what? patch the other day. We That's love nice. the patch. Nice. We've been up yeah, to the, the patch. Yeah, the patch is pretty cool. <laughs> Good farm stand. It's right up the street here on 2nd okay, Street cool. East. Yeah. Best tomatoes, best beefsteak yep. tomatoes that are coming out in a couple of weeks. Oh, nice. And my mom used to work there. That was her favorite job. Nice. Just being in the yeah, field and really farm cool stand. really cool people. They let us get all the stuff that we need for our classes. Yeah. So they're nice. Good group. So anyway, yep. I got my beets. My kidneys, thank you. <laughs> 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 well, what else do we have to do? Anything to share? Maybe a r- share again? Where you're going to be at in July. Yes, I'm going to be there not this weekend, but the following on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be on Gravel and Gold in San Francisco. So look it up. Follow me on the gram and you'll get the yeah. directions and all of that. And Again, Taria.gross, right? Yeah, Taria.gross. T-U-R-I-Y-A. T as in train. Yeah, exactly. With the U, sometimes I... I know. I go to like number two, but Maria, Taria. Yeah. For people to pronounce it better, but yeah. Taria. Taria. Awesome. Taria. Okay. I want to see what you guys are going to collaborate on in the future too. Pozole and bowls. Yeah. We should make pozole and then she'll, she'll work on the bowls. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's That'd look at the schedule cool. and check it out. Yeah. Yeah. See when we can do it. That would be really good. Well, know? yeah. I'd love to. So you can find me here, but also you sell your work. Yeah. And it's amazing. Thank so you. So I need Always. to restock. My bowl just broke a couple of Do you have any uh, mugs? Yeah. Coffee mugs? So anything that's functional, I can make it basically. Because yeah, I, I like, like I like uh, Ben's. Ben's makes really good mugs. Oh, oh yeah. you like Ben style? Yeah, big Biggie ones. pots. Like, big I know. <laughs> I need. Thanks for the reminder. I'm gonna make some as soon as I'm done with this podcast. I'm gonna be making some bigger pots because I yeah. know people. Yeah, I right. usually make them about this high, which is you know like six inches or. Ooh, that's pretty high. I like your pictures and you know my flower oh, background. Yeah, yeah. So I'm dying one of these days to just yeah. Throw I really some love making thistles pictures. and so that where kind can of I stuff find there. your your mugs and stuff? Where can I see you? That? Can find me on the gram and then just shoot me a message. I haven't been really doing a lot with my website because it takes a lot of work and I'm missing yeah. all the time. Nice. <laughs> From Ben, I've been buying a lot of mugs and stuff because I like to give them away to teachers. That's nice. So because yeah, I know they love they, they love that. Yeah. So makes sense. My we kids need our school, coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kids school. My kids school. I always give yeah. them a, a cup. It's like, hey, you drink coffee? Here it is. Nice. That's, that's yeah. really smart. You know what? That's a good idea. I've been fishing to figure out what to get this guy who has a pub in town. Also, is a great cook, and there he always picks my kid up. I'll get them some ceramics. Exactly. Yeah. Ten dollar yeah. thing. Here I come. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. <go. laughs> just joking. Maybe three year. They, they would love your style. Okay, you cool. just made a sale. Nice. (laughs) Thank you so much. Um, Tria, maybe we'll see you on down the line too. I just found out that our winter art market is happening again this year, the first weekend of December. And that's when we have all kinds of crafters, makers that come through the community center, sell their work. So heads up, this is plenty of time, you guys. And also out there to artists that are listening, the word is coming out soon. 
getting up for the winter art market that will be the first week in December. Nice. Plenty of time to make. Yeah, tw- right. that's why I'm saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All nice. right. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Thank thank you. you.